Welcome to the Native Diamond Podcast. Oh, shit! What you waiting for? Please don't forget to like the video, hit subscribe, ring the bell. That way you're notified every time I drop a new episode of Native Native Diamond Diamond Podcast. Podcast. Feel free to drop a comment because I love hearing feedback from you guys. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's going on, my dudes? Seth Mick here. This is Native Diamond Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I appreciate it. Today's guest is When Nothing Works, shouty band based out of London, England. And I have Ben, one of the guitarists, representing the band today. So thanks for being on the show, Ben. Thank you for having me. If you've never seen the podcast, I always started off with 25 either-or style questions, my icebreakers. So we'll jump into that. Starting off, first question, Crystal Lake or North Lane? North Lane. Got nice. be North Lane. Skiing or snowboarding? I've never done either, but I would much love to try a snowboarding. It's quite a bit of skateboarding, I guess, in it. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's a lot different. <laughs> yeah, probably, but it seems that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> ben Shapiro or Donald Trump? Oh fuck me! Is there an option for neither? There is. We- you can. You can always pass. Volcano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like just it. Chuck him in the volcano. Chuck him in the volcano. Heard that. Yeah. Bleed from within or bury tomorrow. Bury. Very tomorrow. Unfiltered or censorship? Censorship. Outline in color or day seeker? Day seeker. Neck deep or blink 182? You're testing me here, boy. Um, <laughs> I enjoy more of Neck Deep's discography, so I think it'd have to be Neck Deep, even though I'll probably get a lot of hatred for that. I'm a huge Neck Deep guy, so the no hate here. Yeah. Which would you rather do, mosh pit or stand in the back? Back in the day, I'm only 26, I don't know why I'm saying back in the day, but a couple of years ago, happily mosh pit, but now I'd rather just stand at the bar with a drink, take it all in, be able to hear everything properly without being lumped in the face. <laughs> stand at the bar. That's where I'd be at. I'm not, I'm not getting in the mosh pit anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, no thanks. Donkey Kong or Kirby? Donkey Kong. The Amity Affliction or The Word Alive? Amity, I have a special place in the heart. Gotta be Amity. What's your favorite album? Probably Let the Ocean Take Me. Mm-hmm. But the choices of songs wouldn't just be the obvious ones of the singles. That I mean, to be fair, the entire album in general is just a fantastic album. Mm-hmm has a special place definitely they're a special band for sure yeah um sing-along or breakdown both nice (laughs) i'll take both at the same time yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) who would win in a fight rob lowe or zach efron zach efron (laughs) even with his dad bod it'd fuck him up yeah. <laughs> like Moss to Flames or Our Last Night? Oof. Like Moss to Flames. But I'll give it to them. Some of their covers can be pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Our Last Night. The Summer of Covers EP was very good. I'll give them that. So I've got to say, cool. bigger four covers 
than mm-hmm. they are for original music. So yeah, if right. we're talking covers, it'll be our last night. But <laughs> Dream on Dreamer or Secrets? Dream on Dreamer. Band with the best merch right now. Is it a cop out to say us? Yeah, probably. Um, I don't know. I quite like what Dayseek has been dropping at the moment. They look fucking comfy. Even I'm thinking about getting one of their crop tops, to be honest with you. So <laughs> it, it, they've been dropping some pure fire right now. Spotify or Apple Music? See, I use Apple Music, but I have a free Spotify account. And the more I start to use it, the more I have been leaning towards Spotify now. And a lot more of just people in general and my friends seem to use Spotify. To be fair, the playlist, they do they do a better job than Apple Music in actually tailoring it to what you specifically listen to. With the players on Apple Music, it'll be like, here's music that you've listened to recently and stuff like that. And it'll just chuck in bits like Dua Lipa. And it's like, don't get me wrong, I like her, but I've been listening to nothing but breakdowns this week. So where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The cur- the curating on Apple Music just isn't it's out of touch for me or something. I don't know. It's quite whack. It is whack. Uh, circle pit or wall of death? I don't have the stamina for a circle pit, so it's got to be wall of death. <laughs> uh, past or future? I spend far too much time looking in the past, so it's got to be future. When it comes to movies, scary as fuck or funny as fuck? Funny as fuck. I can't. I was having this conversation the other day. I cannot be bothered with scary films. Like I don't mind a jump scare, but like, and even um, sore and bits like that, I don't mind. Gore, I can take it, but as soon as it's like jump scares and anything paranormal, I'd rather just blow my brains out than watch it. So, <laughs> but yeah. Which would you rather see a show in like a setting or whatever, festival or club? both for different reasons because i've been to both club shows are just sweaty as fuck just you've got 100 200 of like the biggest fans there just absolutely losing their shit Mm -hmm. but the atmosphere at a festival is amazing so it's got to be both i'll take both take out or cook at home i'm a lazy fuck so it's always takeout for me (laughs) what's your favorite type of takeout I'm quite partial to a Domino's, uh, just any pizza in general. As long mm-hmm. as it's not barbecue based, you'll see me there. I'll be arriving at your house, even if you didn't know I was coming. <laughs> uh, bear tooth or bare naked ladies? <laughs> um, I mean, fuck me. Uh, slight difference there. Bear tooth strongly have a place in my heart, but just for the fact that they did the soundtrack to the Big Bang Theory, it's got to be bare naked ladies. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, for that. <laughs> Final Fantasy or Halo? Halo, mainly due to the fact that I'll be straight up. I've never actually played a Final Fantasy game in my life. I've only played two. I played seven, of course, and I think I played nine. But okay. I'm a Halo guy. <laughs> yeah, for and for What's something that everyone loves but you fucking hate? Hundred gex. No That's one else. Good answer. I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> Low gutturals or high screaming? High screaming, it's got to be the thing for me. I prefer that to the low guttural's. And last question, what's the most annoying band ever? How much time you got? (laughs) Uh, Oh, I don't know. It's probably got to be, I feel like it's a very generic answer, especially at the moment, but it's got to be trapped. 
surely. Mm. Surely. Just for the vocalist more than anything. Sure. Right. Definitely. Any uh, runner-ups? I mean, much like me on Twitter with the jokes are last night, just because they're proper beating a dead horse with the covers now. <laughs> um, I can't really think of any more off the top of my head, but there's there's definitely a fair long list probably somewhere I have in my notes on my phone. Well, that could be a tweet later, and uh, I would love to see some answers. So, well, we'll get back to that one. Yeah, we'll get back to that. All right, sounds good. Well, that does it for my icebreaker questions. I appreciate it as always. Thanks for playing, and I uh, hope you had a good time with that. Always. So, what have you been up to lately with uh, coronavirus and all this crazy shit going on in the world? <laughs> Honestly, apart from lockdown, my life has been exactly the same. I work in a supermarket, so nothing came to a halt for me. If anything, it got a lot busier. So I've still been working five days a week, very long hours, starting at six o'clock in the morning. Um, yeah, I guess the only thing that hasn't been going on is gigs, which is obviously to everyone's pain a massive shame. But yeah, my, in all honesty, my life hasn't really changed that much other than the fact that I can't, well, couldn't really go out and meet friends and go to the pub and go for a drink and bits like that. Nothing's really changed which is weird when I've had all my friends complaining about not being at work, having nothing to do. But to be fair, I guess that's why I appreciate it slightly more because I actually still have a structure to my day where it's just waking up and being like, oh, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I can't really start drinking yet. So what do I do? <laughs> um, so the pubs are, they're closed for the moment where you're at right no, no, they're back open now but it's only been in the last couple of weeks or so that they've mm -hmm. reopened and as you can imagine they've been absolutely slammed every day so even oh, yeah. if at the moment i wanted to go to a pub i just wouldn't just because it's too busy but i don't in fairness i'd always prefer to just go over to someone's house and have a couple of drinks in the garden instead mm -hmm. you can listen whatever music you want to listen to rather than whatever dickheads put on the jukebox you don't have a load of other people chattering in your ear mm -hmm. i've always preferred that to be fair yeah i feel you on that i i'd rather just kick it at your house and just be in a natural setting i mean you go out to drink man it, it costs so much you know you, you die you die to get out and then it's just like all right why you know why did i leave the house you know as soon as you leave so yeah I've always said that, though, to be fair. You can go out to a pub and spend, like, £4 on a beer, or you can buy a four-pack of beers for £4. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in it. And also that, if you're doing it at someone's house, you've got a bed right upstairs. Mm -hmm. you go wrong? Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think it's, like, a problem that, you know, people are going, going out as usual, like, per usual? I don't know if it's like that there, but... Over here, people are acting like, you know, there's not really a pandemic going on. So what's your take on that? Yeah, 100%. It's now lockdown, it hasn't fully lifted because we've sort of done like you in a way in America where we're just shutting down certain parts of the country now. Mm -hmm. But the parts that aren't in lockdown, it's just very much everyone's acting as if there's nothing going on. Like I've got a pub around the corner from me and on the Friday, Saturday nights, it was just slammed to the point where they had to close early because people just weren't 
listening to social distancing and everything like that. And he said, I've either got to close it now for myself or someone's going to close this pub indefinitely. Mm-hmm. And obviously at the end of the day, it's a living for him. So people just, it seems like they aren't taking it seriously. And at the end of the day, all you've got to do is just wear a fucking mask. And people seem to be against that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's really not that much of a chore. I've got to do it for like seven and a half hours a day at work. And people are complaining about doing it for an hour or so. But people yeah. suck. Yeah, pe- people definitely suck. Um, yeah. So, like, in your opinion, I know I'm, like, drilling you with these COVID questions. But uh, I like your take on it because, I mean, you're in a different country, obviously. So uh, do you think that, you know, we're going to get to a like a normal – uh, lifestyle again soon or is you think it's going to be kind of for the foreseeable future it's a weird one because this is starting to feel normal now it's been going on for so long it feels like we're just still in march at the moment um i feel like with the way people are acting it's definitely going to last a lot longer than christmas especially just for the things that people want like for example gigs and bits like that, it's just putting a strain on everything to the point where we'd, I, whether it happens or not is a different thing, but I think the whole country should just go back into lockdown, to be perfectly honest with you, just suck it up and do it, just ride it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are selfish, they want to go out, see their friends, not wear a mask, mm-hmm. people suck. <laughs> No, I agree. I think I think inevitably we're gonna have to like shut down again, uh, at least within our state. And um, I mean, other states are following suit, so I just think that inevitably it's gonna go back to that. Especially approaching uh, flu season, I mean, no one's gonna be able to differentiate like what people are sick with, and you know, the hospitals are making all this extra money by saying they have COVID patients, and it's just all a scam, you know. It's one of those difficult things because for a start, I. I suffer with massive hay fever, but quite early on in the year. So when it all started to lock down, mm-hmm. I was coughing and spluttering and sneezing like a motherfucker. <laughs> I knew it was to do with hay fever, but everyone looking at me in the supermarket was like, <laughs> you, need to, you need to take yourself out right now. It was like, no, it's all right. My eyes are watering. I know it's because of hay fever, but people suck, man. I don't know how many times I have to say it. <laughs> <laughs> That that's <laughs> we're gonna have to make a shirt uh, from this podcast. People suck. That's that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Good tagline. with the black project. <laughs> um. So anyway, I'm kind of observative, but I see the skateboard behind you. Are you a skateboarder yourself? <laughs> Massively, no. Um. I'd like to think I was when I was younger, but I never really took it up. This is actually. Backing out my pedal board. Oh, cool. <laughs> my guitar pedals on that. It was one of those things I'm skint as shit all the time and couldn't actually afford a proper pedal board. Mm. And I'd seen someone when in a previous band I'd played in, we played a show with a band called Bastard. And they actually, one of the guitarists did that. And I was like, you know what? That's a pretty sweet idea. It saves a lot of money. So I'm I'm going to fucking go for it. Why not? <laughs> That's cool. fucking awesome. I've never seen that. So shout out to that. It looks pretty sweet, I think. So fuck Yeah, it. it does. I just thought it was just a skateboard chilling. I thought it was just like a decorative piece or something like that. But uh, that's really cool. 
to be fair, I wish I could ride a skateboard. It's one of those things I sort of envy. I just, I'm a bit of a wuss in the fact that I would love to skateboard, but I can't be bothered to put up with the cuts and bruises of it. I'd like to be <laughs> able to straight up be like, okay, I can do a 360 kick clip without having to practice, mm-hmm. but that's never going to happen. So. <laughs> That was actually why, like my first passion in life, skateboarding. Yeah. That's why I feel like snowboard, snowboarding would be easier though, because at least you're not going to hit the concrete floor. You'll just land in snow. That's true. Um, I've been snowboarding before, and, uh, you know, when you wipe out and you hit the ice, um, that kind of sucks. But, no, I totally agree. It's better than hitting concrete because <laughs> I've done both. Yeah. Yeah, fuck that. Well, anyways, uh, we're going to get into talking about the band a little bit more. Uh, so the band is When Nothing Works. Um, you guys call yourselves a shouty band, which I think is awesome. <laughs> but you guys identify with the, let's say, metalcore subgenre, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So I love your... I love the idea behind like the shit posting and the drunken style tweets that you have on social media. Um, whose idea was that? Uh, to be honest with you, no one else in the band has even really seen the Twitter. So it's all, it's all this mess right here. Um, <laughs> it, to be honest with you, it started off, you just see all these bands on Twitter that are just sort of, Oh, we've got this song. We've got this song coming out here. Silence for like two weeks. This song's now out. Not interacting with fans or anything. And obviously, especially with just starting out, you want to be known as someone that's going to appreciate the people that are actually taking the time to talk to you and to listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to be fair, the shit posting's got a lot of engagement, so I'm not going to knock it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> To be fair, you know what? I think we're becoming more of a meme posting band than an actual band band at this point. But I've I've had more interactions on this Twitter page than I ever did on my personal. So fuck it, mm-hmm. it's serotonin. It's all good. <laughs> no, I think it's a great approach, and I think you know more bands need to be approachable. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like personable. I think it's always important to have an opinion about things. Uh, it, yeah. it just helps people talk to you and break the ice in a way you know yeah and it's even just half of the thing of it there's a lot of bands that just take themselves far too seriously mm-hmm. and especially for all of like depression anxiety sexual assault things like that that people talk about in songs they I, enough bands don't sort of show that side of vulnerability to themselves of like just not even shit posting but just sort of drunken ramblings and bits like that just sort of like showing that they're human mm-hmm, in a yeah way. just don't show that side of them it's just always i am super professional <laughs> fuck off that's what facebook's for go away get on linkedin you know <laughs> <laughs> definitely um i mean i'm not to the degree of you i think you're a lot funnier than me but um i kind of do that on my own twitter and i have more success you know not success, yeah. but you know, I get a better interaction, like you said, and um, yeah. I get I get to you know be a little bit more personable than I even do on my own fucking page. I just feel like I'm kind of behind this like this enigma of you know I'm a podcast, but I get yeah. to say like what I want to say. So 
to be fair, I think that's half the reason I do it. I'm behind, behind it because it's like there could be one of five people that's saying this. It's all me, but it could be Jim, the vocalist. <laughs> that's it could true. Be drama. If someone, if I put something up and it's like, I don't like that. Oh, but it was Jim. It weren't me. Sorry, <laughs> Here's his Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Um, so I've heard the new single, Hangover Guilt. Um, I like it a lot. Um, and I kind of wanted to know, like, what's the story behind it? Because I know there's got to be a backstory behind this song. Yes. Um, to be fair, it turns out I actually, <laughs> Jim pulled me aside. I actually slightly got it wrong in my description on Twitter. So I'd like to set the record. But um, it was literally... The weekend before, we only met Jim, our vocalist, in January, just a month or two before we went into lockdown. And we tried him out as a vocalist. And we gave him the track Hungover Guilt without any vocals, any ideas or anything. And was just sort of said to him, let's see what you can do with this. And he came to us uh, and basically tracked the demo version in one take. And me and Adam, the drummer, just sort of looked at each other and was like, yeah, okay, we've got something here. And basically he took us for it and he went to a party with one of his friends uh, the weekend before he had met us. And his friend went to the toilet and a guy followed her in there and sexually assaulted her without him knowing. Um, and it was only after leaving the party that he had found out. And obviously, as you can imagine, he was full of tons of different emotions, including rage and anger, hence the lyrics such as, I wish I'd broken down the door and ended it right there. And to be fair as well, I, I really like it on a personal level just because you don't really hear a lot of bands talk about something that's quite prevalent in just in general, but also in the scene. Mm. Like you've got Dayseeker with Vultures that talks about sexual assault and bits like that, but you don't really hear it brought up that much. For something that happens a lot, especially in this scene and in general, with something that's not really spoken about and it seems to be quite taboo still. Mm. So I really like that as soon as he brought me the lyrics, I got goosebumps, to be honest with you. I was like, okay, yeah, we've got something here. All right. That, that makes a lot of sense because I was kind of catching that vibe. But, you know, I don't like to assume things because, you know, the yeah. saying about assuming. It's an arse out of you and I. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, no, I really, I really like that. I really like that theme. And, like, it is a problem in the scene, dude. Like, we see it all the time on Twitter, cancel culture, and they're just bringing, yeah. like, all this shit to light. Uh, what is your opinion on, like, cancel culture on Twitter that, you know, I know you see it, uh, like, on the daily? It's one of those difficult ones because I really hate the name cancel culture because if it's relevant and it's something that they need to be called out for, then granted you are canceling them, I guess, but it's something you're doing a justice. I don't, I don't think it should be given that sort of name of cancel culture because when people use cancel culture, they use it as like, Oh, I'm sick of this cancel culture lifestyle. Like, well, no, we're calling people out on this shit. Like they shouldn't be doing this. We're calling them out on it. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that's my only problem with, I guess, the words cancel culture and the fact that it's used more of a derogatory term to like, I'm out to ruin someone's life more than I, there's someone doing wrong, I need to call them on their shit. 
Mm. That's my view on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it's really important. And um, I think people need to know like who they're supporting ultimately. And like, yeah. where, you know, where's your money going? Where's your streams? What are you actually supporting? And, uh, yeah. you know, people need to be in the know of this kind of stuff. And I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. No, 100%. And to be fair, I've even said it the same about, obviously, I'm assuming you've seen it all about a day to remember at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, it's one of those things. I've outright said, if it comes out that Josh is 100% in the right and everything he is saying, like he was in the right the whole time, nothing bad happened. I'll put my hands up and say, all right, fair enough. I apologize to you. But I've also always said I would rather stand behind a potential liar than a potential rapist. Right. So it's just one of those, I guess half of it is just the morale thing mm -hmm. of like, where would you happily stand? But I don't see why people would rather stand behind a potential rapist than a potential liar. Right. Now that makes a lot of sense when you, put it in that in those words <laughs> rather because obviously a lot of i i can fully understand to a point because i a day to remember was a staple band for me for so long mm -hmm. but when things start coming out about it it's like you need to distance yourself from that and just say well hang on let's take away the fact that i absolutely love and support their music and look at what's being presented here you wouldn't want that happening to anyone that you know. So why are you staying silent about it? Because it's happened to someone that you don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's just the way I look at it. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, we're very like-minded in that whole aspect or whatever. Um, so, you know, to kind of stray away from that, segue out of that, um, what are some influences for you personally in your guitar playing or maybe with the band, you can speak for the band. Ooh, um, well, it very much differs. For me, I'm really not that much of a heavy like metal listener in the fact that I don't know if they would have came across your radar. Do you know bands called Defabana or Lower Than Atlantis? No, I do not. Mm -mm. Uh, I guess the best way to describe them would be like British rock in a way. Um, they both started out with Uncleans, but then Lola Atlantis strayed away from that and Death Van and their vo uh, Unclean vocalists actually left. But I'm really more into, like, I'll put my hands up and say Bruno Mars 24 Karat Magic. Incredible <laughs> album, can't fault it. I'm quite into the lighter side, but I think that works in a nice way in the fact that our other guitarist, Luke, is quite into, say, counterparts, sorry, Kill Switch Engage and bands like that, mm -hmm. where he likes to bring the heavy, heavy, I can sort of counteract it a bit, in a way. And that's mm -hmm. what I think works quite nicely. And then we've got our vocalist, Jim, who's into anything from like counterparts and Kill Switch Engage. And then he really vibes with Halsey, which as well, I think works quite well in a way because he takes say ideas of vocal melodies and it'll be like oh i really like what halsey did there but then when it gets to an unclaimed bit he can take from counterparts or kill switch and bits like that to make something relatively unique in a way mm -hmm. yeah that makes sense um you know i've kind of seen like a common theme uh between a lot of metalcore band members a lot of them listen to like pop music and like lighter stuff and um so 
What do you think, like, what do you think the appeal is to make heavy music, but you listen to like lighter, poppier music? Like what, what are you getting out with the heavy music, I guess? I saw a very good quote a couple of years ago from Jesse, the vocalist of Stick to Your Guns. And it was something along the lines of, I scream because otherwise I'm not heard. And that always stuck with me in a way of defining unclean vocals in a way. Mm. And so I, that always stuck with me. But I get to a point where I've listened to and write enough heavy music that every now and then, like if I usually go to and from gigs with Adamar Drama, and especially after playing a show, we've just played like half an hour of just full-on breakdowns, heavy music. It's nice to just detox a bit, I guess, and just mm-hmm. listen to like Maroon 5 songs about Jane or some Bruno Mars, or just like something to just sort of take the edge off a bit and be like, okay, let's calm down a bit. We're outside of that now, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. No, that's really cool. I mean... um, I don't know. I just see that across the board. And yeah, I think it's very much like a way to, you know, appropriate like all your hatred or all your uneasiness and anxiety and stuff like that. And just be able to get it out and some kind of a positive uh, vibe, you know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah. I think it's very important. Uh, it's a form of therapy, if you will. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, definitely. Cause to be fair, even that, uh, I don't know if you saw that tweet that went out earlier, there was one, to choose between either Ben Shapiro or someone else. And mm-hmm. the other person's tweet was along the lines of like, why write songs about depression? You're not helping anyone. And it's like, well, some of the songs, like the majority of the songs that are written about being in the darkest point in your life and depression has helped the majority of the people listening to it through something dark. Mm-hmm. Like that's why people write music like that it shows, to be fair, back to the point of it shows someone that you're human. You're not just sort of a, we're in a band, we're hardcore. It's like, we're actually human. We feel these things too. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you look at rap, um, even if you were to look at a different genre, I mean, like Kendrick Lamar, I don't know how familiar you are with him, but like the album Mad City, um, that's not a totally lifted light-hearted album i mean he talks about a lot of shit like his brother dying so i mean like you know a different context uh you can call things you know subjectively or whatever you can call that emotional or depressing or whatever even his next album after that the um triple x album was it the one that he had like u2 on oh yeah 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 even that album after that obviously he's not just all sort of I smoke weed, I fuck bitches, I get money. But he's talking about like gun control and things like that. Like mm-hmm. that's what to be fair I appreciate about Kendrick Lamar, the fact that he's not just sort of the gangster rap, yeah, I'm a gangster. He's like, Yeah, no, we all have problems. This is how I deal with them, sort of thing, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I like the like society issues that he brings up, the social issues rather. And, um, you know, I, I really appreciate Kendrick Lamar. I mean, he, he speaks truths, man. He doesn't, he's not fluffing it up with like ice chains and, you know, rims and yeah. all this other shit. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, um, so like on the heavier side of things, you know, say like metalcore or whatever, 
uh, what were some like memorable albums for you growing up and you just put it on repeat like every fucking day? <laughs> Oof. Um, I remember the first, the first thing that ever got me into metal in general, or I guess new metal, which to be fair to this day still makes me sad. My dad got me into the first Lost Profits album with uh, the first song I heard by them was Shinobi vs. Dragon Ninja. And that song just sort of, as soon as I heard the riff kick in, I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm a fan of this. What is this? And then obviously when Ian Watkins got called out with everything, I was like, okay, time to push them away and forget about them. Um, I'm, I'm pathetically generic in a way in the fact that I really dig, I really dug um, Memphis Mayfire Challenger. That was an incredible album for me. Um, Dayseeker, Dreaming is Sinking, Waking is Rising, incredible album, and the album after that, which for some reason the title has absolutely skipped my head. Um, While She Sleeps, Brainwashed, incredible album. Uh, I, there's so many. That yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, to be honest with you, I have the argument with my friends all the time in the fact that they started off a lot earlier than me listening to the bands. Mm -hmm. So like, for example, I didn't actually specifically get into Architects. Like I knew these colors don't run, Alpha Omega and bits like that, but I didn't actually get into them until uh, Lost Forever Alone Together. And I've got a lot of hate from a lot of people from that. <laughs> but I will happily say, regardless, listening back through their category, I still prefer that album even though it's the sort of generic album for them. Mm -hmm. But all music's subjective, I guess, at the end of the day, isn't it? People yeah. Like definitely. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad you said that because, um, you know, I, I was kind of late to a lot of bands, I'm not going to lie. You know, like, I, I was kind of a – well, I am a creature of habit, but I was definitely a lot more habitual, like, when I was younger – and I'll listen to the same albums over and over and over. And yeah. like, you know, I played the fuck out of like, Bring Me the Horizon, like Monster Flames, Day to Remember, you know, like Old Asking, uh, uh, Suicide Silence. I was huge into them. And um, I was kind of stuck in that. And it, it was kind of hard for me to start exploring like newer bands or whatever. And uh, I started to pursue this podcast so I can learn more about like underground bands and just bands that I would, you know, probably normally skip over or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of why I started the podcast, but uh, to the likes of your, you know, your comment, um, you know, I was very much like late to the party on a lot of bands. Like I couldn't tell you like five architect songs, you know, and I probably yeah. get roasted for that, but you know, I could tell you like a fuck ton of suicide silence songs or whatever. <laughs> To be fair, I'm quite with you in the fact that I'm very much a creature of habit. I will happily just... I had this conversation on Twitter with someone the other day, actually. I would happily just sit there and listen to the same couple of albums on repeat. Mm. Get sick of the albums and then be like, shit, I should probably find something else now, but I can't be bothered because I still want to listen to this, even though I'm bored of it. <laughs> it you just get stuck in sort of a rut. But to be fair, I, I fully appreciate the fact that obviously you started this 
to actually start listening to newer bands and new songs and bits like that to actually drag you out of that rut. Definitely. And, um, you know, I kind of had a, not a bad approach, but like I was always trying to like get to the next band, you know, like when I first started out, like, all right, I'm gonna get to like a bigger band this time. I'm gonna get to a bigger band this time. And then I kind of found, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to name drop, but like I kind of found with like bigger bands, they weren't actually promoting or sharing any of the content that we created together. So I was like, well, I actually have more views uh, with smaller bands. You know what I mean? Like they have a bigger fan base that are more engaged, which is fucking crazy to me. To be fair, that's the thing I've sort of noticed when bands get to a certain point, they're just sort of thinking to themselves well we've got these articles that are big enough that people are going to find it on their own so i don't need to share it like at any review that we get anything whatsoever i'll instantly go straight to twitter straight to facebook share it thank you so much for these kind words tag them in them like because at the end of the day they're giving us appreciation and support why should we not do the same for them mm-hmm. there's no point it, i don't see at any point why Obviously, I guess it must be quite difficult to a point, say you're the size of like Bring Me the Horizon and you've got thousands of articles being constantly written about your new album. I guess it must be a struggle to put out every single one, retweet every single one. But even if you're just the size of like, just for an example, not calling them out here, but like Dayseeker, like there is no reason Mm -hmm. they can't be putting out every single one that's been written about them sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean... You know, you're not like Rolling Stones famous. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not magazine cover famous. If that's even still a thing. So calm down. Yeah. <laughs> like you know, holler at me when you got that platinum, uh, you know, album, whatever. <laughs> when you got that gold album. Yeah. When you induce into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, get back at me. But until then, really sweet my shit. Like. <laughs> yeah, because you got to make a living, and I mean, like. You know, shitting on your fan base is not a good way. It's not a good look for you. So it's not it's not a good look for you guys. You know, like like some shit, you know, retweet some yeah, stuff. Exactly. And to be fair, that even drags it back to the just sort of interacting with your fans. Like, I, to be fair, I've followed so many bands that just, you could tweet them day after day after day and you might get just a favorite every now and then it doesn't take two seconds to even just reply with a heart saying thank you so much we really appreciate it even if you just did a generic copy and paste of a thank you like it doesn't take two seconds and that can literally make someone's day but yeah definitely um size can go to people's heads sometimes yeah i think so i think so (laughs) um well, anyway, um, so I wanted your take on this because I, I see it a lot and, you know, I, I like it. I like it in some regard, but um, I've been noticing that a lot a lot of newer bands are taking a different approach and maybe it's not because uh, metalcore is dying or metalcore is growing into something else, but, like, I'm seeing a lot more, we'll just say, rap introduced into, like, heavier instrumentation and yeah. um you know some bands they're not even like considering themselves bands they're like all right we're like a rap group with heavy guitar and drums and that sort of thing so like what is your take on um you know not new metal uh i don't think they would appreciate that but like we'll just say like trap metal or that kind of thing like death trap to be honest with you as long as it's done right i really don't care 
to be fair, as generic again as it sounds, I don't really care about genres. As long as it sounds good and I like it, I really don't give a flying fuck. Mm. Like, you could have someone... To be fair, I've always said it, I think it'd be interesting. You know, the amount of bands that do, like, heavy, 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 heavy acoustic song on an album, heavy, heavy, heavy. I've always said it'd be so interesting if you just heard Ed Sheeran, for example, go acoustic, acoustic, love song, acoustic death metal song acoustic, acoustic. <laughs> it's just one of those things if it works then i really don't care and to be fair obviously for so long anyway rap and trap has been brought into the metal scene in regards from like hollywood undead so to say like it's been done for so long now i don't see why people as long as it's done right and it sounds good are still shitting on it mm-hmm. I'm seeing a better like evolution with it though. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel as corny as it used to feel. Like I think bands are doing a better job of like, you know, like creating the two together into one thing, to where yeah. it's like a sound and it's not like oh he's trying to do both. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean to be fair, obviously not that they're full on metal, but Linkin Park have been doing it for long enough that I don't see why people are still shitting on smaller bands for trying it. Like. Yeah, so many, works. yeah and so many people like attribute uh lincoln park as an influence for their band so yeah exactly exactly it, people suck <laughs> well to stray away from music altogether i'm gonna ask this question do you okay. think aliens are real i think it is silly for us to believe that we're the smartest life form out there because we are all dumb as fuck. <laughs> I think it's very ignorant to believe that we are the smartest thing out there. Mm-hmm. Whether there is something out there that is even less informed and less upgraded than us, or there is a life form out there that would be able to wipe us out just by snapping their fingers. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's very ignorant to just believe, no, we are the only life forms out there. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know if you watch like Joe Rogan at all. Do you watch that podcast? Yeah. Um, I think it's entirely possible. (laughs) But anyway, like uh, the reason I said that is because I recently listened to the episode with Post Malone. And uh, and so many people were like, like shitting on it because, um, you know, he was like drinking the whole time on the episode. It wasn't like he took it serious and he was just, yeah. He was just hanging out or whatever. And then I, I seen a couple comments from people. They were like, this is like the stupidest fucking shit I ever heard in my life. You know, just like whatever. And I'm like, not everything has to be so analytical or like uh, intellectually charged or whatever. It could just be yeah. like two guys hanging out and talking shit. I mean, that's yeah. fine. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even to be fair, something that very much swayed my opinion in a way was, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he went on the Joe Rogan podcast and he had a Netflix documentary come out recently. He worked at Area 51 and after he left, he had been saying it for years and years and he was always just like kicked to the curb, like that didn't happen. And he was given so much information, just even to the fact of like, there was this certain way you get into the building with a hand scanner, you put your fingers in between these bits. And then years later, information started coming out about it, which was like, oh shit, this guy was actually 
correct on everything that he was saying. Mm-hmm. It becomes like, well, if, if there's not, it's not like he can just pluck that information out of thin air and be like, I'm going to make up I work to Area 51. This is how they would get into the building sort of thing. Like, there's got to be something there, surely. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, all right, so like, here's my theory on it or whatever. All right, so you remember when airplanes went from like propellers to like jet engines? And that was like, in my opinion, that was a very short amount of time to evolve to that. So it's like, where did we get that technology to start doing jet engines all of a sudden? Yeah, I, I saw a very good quote somewhere sort of recently. It was along the lines of like, you could bring someone back from the 1300s to like the 1700s and they would sort of be able to get their way about and work out what's going on. But you could take someone from the 1800s and bring them to now and they would be like, what, what the fuck is going on? Like so much is <laughs> it's impossible to work out what's going on. Which, it, yeah, technology has started to advance obviously so quickly that surely we've got a helping hand from somewhere, right? I think Trump, so. Trump can't be human, surely. I think so. I, I like the theory of like, we're put on here. I don't know if you heard this theory. Okay, like, let me just throw it out here. But the theory goes that humans were put on Earth as like a simulation and we were programmed to mine gold. That's why, as a human race, we're so obsessed with gold. Was that on the Joe Rogan podcast? I, I believe so. I don't know where I got it. <laughs> I vaguely remember this, yeah, argument made. And you know what? It makes sense. It, it might be silly, but it makes sense. Why are we so obsessed with gold? Something that technically should have no value is just another rock, mm-hmm. so to speak. And that was what was used by a different colony or whatever to actually travel, wasn't it? Or something like that? Something like that. And um, I, well, I know, speaking of like recently, uh, I know scientists have like proposed this theory that if you were to put gold in like orbit around our atmosphere or whatever, it would like be some kind of a reflectant or something like that involving the sun. And okay. um, it would like hypothetically, it would change like our climate uh tremendously okay if that makes any sense at all i mean in theory it makes sense i guess uh not to a dumbass like me but to scientists probably it does <laughs> yeah i mean it's definitely above my pay grade and my knowledge but um yeah. i just think it's really interesting to think that you know we're part of a simulation yeah i mean to be on perfectly honest i think i'm just a bit of a sucker for conspiracy theories I don't like there to just be the straight answer of like, this is what happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Just, uh, I like to think that there's some big government conspiracy regardless of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And until it comes to something like COVID where it's just sort of like, I mean, you've seen enough people die now. They might be lying about numbers maybe to boost up the amount of money that's going to the hospitals. Mm -hmm. But the real thing, just wear a fucking mask. <laughs> COVID will. <laughs> yeah, I think so. And um, I don't know. I have like a couple of COVID sus- uh, conspiracies as well. Like I think um, I think COVID is like this airborne attack that 
was transmitted basically maybe on accident maybe on purpose but um i, I think it has a part to do with like population control uh for sure <laughs> i don't know it's just like how i think but i'm a little you know, wacko but as soon as it started i said you know what we're due a call of the population anyway we've got too many dickheads and idiots about so we need to get rid of some of the population and as sad as it is, I made the joke of, well, housing prices are going to go down quite a bit when people start dying, aren't they? So, <laughs> but, yeah, looking back, probably not my best take. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see after this episode airs, but um, I don't, I don't think we're, uh, I think we're in the clear. I don't think, I don't think we say anything too terrible. <laughs> Just double check back for it, make sure. Right. And, uh, you know, if anyone's still listening with us, um, you know, take it for what it is. We're just kind of goofing off, kind of serious. And uh, we're just hanging out. Two guys just hanging out, talking shit. So take it at face value. So um, is there anything that we can look forward to coming up soon, uh, you know, off your band or any music videos, anything to look forward to? Uh, So at the moment, obviously, COVID completely fucked us. We were supposed to have been in a studio in April to actually record our first three singles that released um, but our studio that we was going to go to closed down due to COVID um, so we just sort of took it upon ourselves our drummer Adam who is just I'll say it now he's like probably the best instrumentalist in the band in regards to drums bass guitar he can play all of them um, he's got a full recording set up at his house anyway um so we've just started to take to that for now so we've recorded the drums and guitar for our next three singles that are coming up in his house um and they're prepared and basically all ready to be done and released we're at the moment aiming for a monthly release where we can't be playing shows our thought was the only way we can still be keeping or attracting eyes to us was just to constantly release music. And I feel like that doesn't put as much pressure on us to sort of just release an EP or an album and have to have it all sound the same. Mm -hmm. It's nice to be able to say release a post-hardcore song and then go for release more of a grunge rock song Mm -hmm. without people being like, Hey, you're meant to sound like this. Well, no, it doesn't matter. We haven't found our sound yet. Like, calm down. It's right. <laughs> it sounds good. We don't care. As long as we like it, it's fine. Yeah, it's all that matters. You, you have to like what you do. I mean, if you don't, then why are you doing it? And what's the point? Yeah, exactly. 100%. So, yeah, at the moment, we're just going for monthly releases. So, we've got Breakthrough coming out either the very end of August or the start of September. And then just after that monthly release is still ongoing, at least until COVID ends, but potentially even longer than that, depending on how we feel, I guess. Right. You know, if any record label wants to pick us up, then feel free. But <laughs> <laughs> until then, we'll probably just go for monthly releases. It just seems a lot easier that way as well. It's less pressure on ourselves. Like, um, for the next three album artworks, I just made them all myself. I put them all together. For the lyric video for Hurt Here, why did that? And I felt like it came out at least half decent. So it's just all sort of, obviously, I guess, about minimizing costs, but still sounding okay. Mm-hmm. 
I think people uh, just appreciate the music. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't think having so much production and so much, you know, video, whatever you want to call it, cinematography or whatever. Um, you know, I don't think that's huge. You know what I mean? To like seeing people. Yeah. I think it's more about the content, more about the music. Yeah. And to be fair, I was having this conversation with the band the other day because when we couldn't go into the studio in April to record this, we were sort of saying to ourselves, oh, well, maybe we should just wait until this is all over and then get the free, our first three singles released. And I just sort of said, well, have you heard half of the shit that's been uploaded to Bandcamp? It sounds like it's been recorded all live through like a Nokia this is at least semi-decent quality, so why does it matter? No one should, any music that's being released right now that is being recorded right now, there should be no complaints about it due to the fact that no recording studios are open, everything is being done DIY. Just the utmost respect should be given to the fact that people are still trying to pursue it and follow it. Mm-hmm. Right on, dude. Uh, well, anyway, basically approaching this hour mark that I have for the podcast. We're almost out of time. So I'm going to go ahead and kind of start wrapping it up. Um, I'm going to ask you this question because I just want to know your take, but what is one thing that you would like to change about the current state of music? I mean, let's pretend for a second, there's not any abusers or predators in the scene because that'd be the one thing I'd fucking change to have a safe space for fans. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess just the fucking egos, everyone acting as if they're so much bigger and better than everyone else. Congratulations, you may have more fans than say, band B, but at the end of the day, you're fucking human. Like you're trying to do the same as them. They're trying to pursue what you're doing. There's, there's no room for egos and taking it back to obviously just at the end of the day, we're all human. Cause when, the thing, the way I look at it, when you act like you have this massive ego, the more of a downfall you have when you start to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're just straight up like, I'm human, I make mistakes, bad things happen sometimes, and then you start to fall into mistakes or problems, you can so much easier embrace them mm-hmm. and just sort of take them in your stride and be like, this shit happens sometimes. That's true. That's so true. So my final question, it's always the question that I wrap it up with. If you could have anything in the world, tangible or not, what would it be? A gun in my hand to end it myself. No. Um, <laughs> oof. That is a tough one. Um, I don't know. I guess at this moment in time, it'd just be a fucking gig. Um... In fact, more than that, I guess just a festival, just a couple of days of just drinking from like lunchtime, having a load of bands that you've been looking forward to seeing with a load of friends and just sort of living those couple of days to the best you can be, just screaming your heart out at the first band and not even being able to sing to the next band because you've already blown your voice, Mm -hmm. like just having the best time you can have. I guess would be my, because to be fair as well, I guess that drags it on a bit rather than just saying like, oh, I want a last meal. Well, I've gone for a festival. I've got an extra three days now. (laughs) (laughs) It's trying to drag it out a bit. 
Good answer. So thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, Ben. Any final thoughts? Anything in particular you want to tell viewers about your band or anything you want to say before we head out? Um, okay. Fuck a day to remember. Fuck Emerosa. Fuck Pierce the Veil. Straight off the bat. Um, <laughs> we've got three singles out. Coward, Hurt Hill, Hungover Guilt. Feel free to check them out. I'd say go like us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, but we're funnier on Twitter, so check us out there. All of you have a beautiful day and take care. Be safe. Nice. Well, thanks a lot. That was Ben Riley from When Nothing Works, the shouty band based out of London, England. So thanks for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Go check out their new single, Hangover Guilt, and follow them on Twitter if you want some solid humor, because I know I find a lot of humor out of that account. So I stand that account. Uh, well, anyway, thanks for being on the show again. And let me know if there's anything I can do for you guys. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it, mate. Thanks for having us. Oh, yeah. Well, that pretty much does it for today's episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please like the video and subscribe. That way you don't miss a new episode of Native, Native Diamond, Diamond Podcast. Podcast. And until I see you guys on a future video, shine, shine on. on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.